On this episode of the podcast, Jay and I dive into so many different topics, but most pointedly, culture, a word which he has built a huge, huge business and brand around. Jay Doran, brother, thank you for joining me, man. Pleasure's all yours. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I, I really want to dive straight into this, man. Um, I've been following you for a few years. I've seen your journey from, well, it hasn't even been a journey. You've just been this insanely energetic guy preaching absolute positivity, you know, fulfillment and culture, which is something I really want to get into. And I think that's if people follow you and follow your journey from now, that's what they're going to see. And whether it's your online content, one of your 1,500 plus YouTube videos, oh, I don't know how many yeah. fucking hundreds of interviews you've done within there, or with it's in the, within the pages of your book, your new book, 30 Days of Thought, um, the underlying tone and keyword that I've noticed and I'm sure everyone else picks up as well is culture. So tell me about what that is. Like what is culture to you and what drove you to really deciding to create a business and a life around that word? Wow. Okay. So let's start with the word culture. I want to say to everyone here, the word is an effect, not a cause. It's an effect of invisible architecture, things like stories and symbolism and language and the mediums at which we live our lives through this. Mm -hmm. This is a media. Yep. The radio is a medium. When you have a coffee with someone, that's a medium. A team meeting is a medium. So culture is the effect. Think of it as an invisible ecosystem Mm -hmm. of shared belief created by an influencer and maintained by the alignment of the influence. And it's circular. Mm -hmm. It's ever evolving. I'll give you an example. If the dictator no longer has the alignment of fear between those dictated, there's a revolution. Mm -hmm. If the, president of the democracy no longer has the respect of those in the republic of democracy there's a civil war Mm -hmm. if the monarch doesn't have the alignment of pride between the honor of those who serve them as a as a symbolic figurehead of the country through their nepotistic evolution of like oh they have the reign because their parents had the reign you get it yep If there isn't alignment, whether it's fear or trust or respect or pride, whatever, there's no culture. Mm -hmm. It's it's cultural alignment that really matters because culture is the effect, not the cause. Yes. So in a relationship, there's either alignment between the partners or there isn't. Mm -hmm. There's alignment between the children and the partners and there isn't, like the parents. Mm -hmm. And you can go from the individual's character all the way out to the family, like the partners, to the, to the kids and the partners, right? The family, to then the community, mm-hmm. to then you keep going out forever. Yeah. So that, that's my short answer. <laughs> that's good. So, no, it matters because life is culture. Yep. So that, that, that's my short answer to how did it come up? <laughs> the answer, the beginning to that answer was not the end. The beginning of that answer was, I'll give you an example. I had a business 
with a with a mentor, a partner, and we slept in that business on sleeping bags, just the two of us and a third person that was involved, his brother. It started on those sleeping bags, and it ended for me with my journey with our meetings where we had 25-plus people all there because they wanted to be their employees that were working way more than they got paid in a very short time window because every day between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock, they came together and we went over the values, the vision. I use story, mm -hmm. language, symbolism to educate them on being better as people and in their in their in their positions. Mm -hmm. I didn't have all of this uh, articulation at the time to be able to break it down and explain it to people. However, it just happened because I was inspired by reading something that made me think, and then I implemented it. And it was able to put something in action. That's where the journey started about five years ago to decode what this culture word actually is yep. and educate you know, companies and individuals on that today. So it started with an actual business that I was about one one millionth of who I can say that I make sure I am every day today with my decisions, meaning nice. I was wholeheartedly an ass. Yep. Like as a person, wholeheartedly <laughs> an ass. I relate to that. A hypocrite. <laughs> However, that was the beginning was this light bulb of, you know, the first thing is like, we went over our values, mm -hmm. those words and the context of what they stood for, it started opening up new ideas for the people that work there. It helped me teach them new things that then they would habituate and have new behaviors, which got the, the, the customers better results, which affected their the employee's relation with the customers, the customer's relation with the business, and the business's profit. That's so it all came full circle. So it so changed good. my entire paradigm. Mm -hmm. And that's when the journey started. I left that business to figure out how to, how to codify. And I thought I knew what I was doing, and I, every day I realized I don't. Yep. So, and then it just became way more abstract from there and much more emp uh, empower empowering you know yep. much more useful i love that man so what to you would be and none of that is in this book <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit wait, i don't know if you, none of that is in this that's the whole that, there's nothing to do with this book so yeah so that's just like an expansion of that really like what's your book all about so 30 days of thought is that is that literally this. 30 days of your thoughts yeah, so I can't wait for you to see 300 so. and something pages. And that's just 30 days of your thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so it's funny. So, the, yeah, so basically, if you know, for anyone watching this that, that may not know, I'll just read it's a couple sentences to preface. You know, this is not anyone's book but your own. Use this as what it is a tool. Every day, read, write, and speak to develop your truth and serve others through your development. Over 30 days, you will write your book, your content, force, your value, and through that, you will create more meaning in your life and others. This book is a launch pad for your book. As you use this as yours, your light will shine bright. This is yours because your culture matters. So the premise of 30 Days of Thought is to read an excerpt, which is a thought that's been developed on the page, to make a point, 
so that the reader can read to think, not to memorize what I have to say, to think their own thoughts. And then on the next page, they have room to write down their truth to develop themselves. And then we partnered with Dennis Yu, who owns Blitz Metrics and teaches people one minute mm -hmm. videos. Mm -hmm. And he actually provided as an investment for all the readers to help themselves how to do a one minute video. Oh, that's beautiful. So they can speak. So this is the belief of culture matters. When people read to think, write to develop and speak to let go, they develop the power to love themselves and others. That's so See, an integral part of actually attempting to articulate and codify how to create culture in companies, I realized that the number of one important part of that is the centrality of the individual. Mm -hmm. My internal insecurities and lack of awareness of them mm -hmm. to overcome them was in the way of me being able to do that actual company. Mm -hmm. So reading, not just the think, but incorporating the, because that was I was doing that, a lot of that, yeah. writing and changing how my intention of when I speak to let go, to speak through my pain, not for it, not to mask it, but to speak through it and to let go of it is an integral part of a individual's, I would say, development <laughs> intra-psychically to become better. That's so, so this good. is really just a, a bunch of extras. This is just 90, like every day I write, I wrote five or 600 of these this year. This is just 90 of them. Thoughts, you know, 90, <laughs> you, know, you know, just over a broke, you know. This is, says like, the daily check-in had come. We counted our sheep and our dreams were had. At the break of dawn, we are awakened by the mechanical phoenix flying into our perfect world of lavish halls and hearted romances. The clock strikes seven. The rooster calls. The phoenix rises and we are back to reality. We are just over broke and it is time for work. Fuck, man. Our job has begun like, <laughs> like the rising tide, each, each one closer to the shore. Then the last and every breath we take brings us closer to an attack. It is no wonder between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. are deadly times as most suicides are dealt their hand between these hours. This is the dead zone where dreams are dreamt but never realized as they are seen in their nakedness, seen for the truth that, that they always are just dreams of an, of an imagined mind. It's time to snap, snap back into reality. It is 7.20 a.m. now, and it's time to get dressed. The next hours move fast as the kids tidy up for their illusion of future possibility. We shower, change, grab one spoon of what the progeny ate. After all, we're second and they're first, and we're off. The rat race begins out of the driveway, cognizant of our perfect neighbors, same houses, same car, similar dream, but exact embittered reality. Our least favorite time is upon us, the commute. So much for longing of solitude, our ride is riddled by horns, harassment, and projection fouled upon us like invisible vomit. Each car a vessel for love left behind, a dream forsaken, a song out of tune, and a life unlived. The ride is our daily reminder of giving up. We are just overbroke upon arrival to the spot with our name on it. Our name partly grayed from loiterers in time. Its letters stretched out like a mask placed perfectly over our face, covering up who we are, the dreamer, the wanderer, the lover, the fighter, the possibility maker. We sigh, take our last breath, unfasten our seatbelt, open our door and gather our belongings. As one thought gathers our collective unconscious and it sounds like this is my last day being just overbroke. 
Your fate is upon you. Do something about it or just be comfortable being over broke. This is dedicated to those living lives of desperation and hate for your jobs, superiors, or companies. Keep reading and you will develop your life bright enough to quit. Masked as courage, this is alignment with your genius and an inevitable end for those who are enough. Remain consistent and continue to read, write, and speak every day. Two things. I haven't read that in a while. You are an insanely talented writer. And Thanks. I, yeah, I didn't use a ghostwriter. I don't I, believe in that. I fucking hope you do an audiobook version of that. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. All the, that, yeah, thank you, by the way. That's um, incredible, man. And that's, like, that's a testament to the lives that the majority live, right? Just over broke. So would you say that would you say that's the culture of normality? Is that the culture I would that say that regardless of so there could be a correlation between someone's circumstance and how they believe and a high one, like mm-hmm. or how they think and habituate, a high, high, high one. However, regardless of your material manifestation of life, where you are, what job you have, what company you own, what relationship you're in. At any moment, you can be free within of yourself. Yes. That takes a lot of pieces that need to be aligned that I'm attempting to unravel and uncover and put into something. Would you think it it would be fair to say that whether you're a CEO, whether you're talking about the culture of a country or a company um, or a relationship or just yourself, would it be fair to say or assume that culture starts with personal self-awareness and responsibility? Yes. As far as I see, mm-hmm. be prior to an individual procreating with another individual, mm-hmm. both parties have to align. Yeah. And biologic, a biological offspring would be a metaphor would be a literal uh, effect of the metaphorical effect of individuals that work together in companies or communities or groups or friendships. Mm-hmm. Meaning our biology has a, has a damn good literal example of when two individuals get together and they bear a child. Mm-hmm. One individual can take li- literal force over another, like a man or a woman could take advantage of either party and take you know take their their seed i'm trying not to yep. curse or use you know improper you can, language you like can over, if you want you know you know like rape that's a terrible thing yeah it can happen either mm-hmm. party can do that mm-hmm. and there will be psycho psychologically and sociologically negative effects for the off for the for the effect of that the offspring mm-hmm. and then the group right mm-hmm. so for there not to be at a fundamental level two individuals make a decision to be open and curious and ready to tell their truth through their biology with this offspring, mm-hmm. right? The utility of this child to carry on their genes. So I don't know how we can get farther back of it takes two individuals to consciously do that. Not just one of them. Yeah. Is my yeah, yeah. So if it didn't come down to an individual's, and I don't want to go into an existential philosophical, <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, discombobulation here, but, or, t- or diatribe, I guess that would be. 
So to answer your question, I think that's that's definitely a good start. Individual decision, because when both parties individually decide, then you have a union. When when one of them decides against it, then you have a ty- a tyranny. Yep. Or you have nothing. Yep. I'd love for someone to, you know, show me another truth to that. Mm-hmm. I don't That's have cool. it. So what would an example of bad or poor culture be? And how would you actually start to define that as bad or poor culture? And what would you actually recommend people to do to change well, that? Okay, so that's an interesting question because we have to look at the question, bad or poor, because it almost seems like we're getting to morality. Yeah. I would say alignment is the conversation, mm-hmm. not necessarily good or bad. Like I Gandhi yep. had influence. Mm-hmm where individuals rallied behind him and they risked their lives through nonviolence to go against the British empire mm-hmm. to this day. There's many people that still in the, in the Eastern hemisphere admire in Russia, Stalin's image. Yep. And there's many people that didn't, you know, do well or fare well with that. There, there, so it's even, so we can look in, in, in these examples. Yeah. Someone's if someone this pragmatically that has a business or they have a family, it starts with the language that's used. Is mm-hmm. it written down? Yeah. Example: Are the five values that you live by that you can prove you live by as a person? Mm-hmm. Let's say that you believe you have grit. Yep. Well, well, what does it mean to you? Uh-huh. Meaning, if you wrote it down in two sentences and you died tomorrow. Could your children read the word and know who you are? Yeah, that's good. So a beginning part of it comes down to finding in the sense of when you write it down, your values, your purpose, your goals, your beliefs, your vision, your mission, when you write those down, that language, you can now, number one, get clear on are you really those things or some of those things you think you are or want to be? Who are you really? Yep. And can can people now, because people can't read your mind. Yep. Come in. I actually have an extra I'll read from the book. Can people come in and actually see what the words and what the context is? Because that context is utility, uh-huh. meaning usefulness, competence. If they read it, interpret it, understand it, uh, and, and habituate upon it, will it actually serve them? If it serves them, they'll have meaning to it. You'll have meaning through leading it. And now you have stronger alignment. Yeah. And now remember, the culture, as defined culture, a metaphorical ecosystem of shared belief created by an influencer and maintained by the alignment of the influence. Mm-hmm. I used the word earlier, the invisible ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. You can't see it, but it's there. It's physical. There's an influencer and there's an influence yeah. and it should, it should spiral yeah. as a child should actually be teaching their parent when their yeah. parents are grandparents. I love that. I love that. So, so it's really about alignment. It's about utility. It's like, well, what makes a good culture? Groups that have very, very little turnover and high productivity, what are they doing? Yep. We could look at cults, anthropomorphically speak. Like this is based on biology and anthropology and history and philosophy. We, we could look at this different cults, different companies have worse culture than cults. Yep. So – that's kind of the approach I take when I work with companies. Yeah. And that's why they hire me uh, and pay so much because 
No one understands it like this, period. Uh-huh. Anyway. That, that, um, and, and I think a lot of people would be almost scared to, to talk about it in that way, right? I, I remember doing a, uh, I remember yeah, doing a Facebook post a wee while ago, and it was about how Hitler was one of the greatest leaders of all time. And people were just like, whoa, like, how is that even possible? And I guess what you're saying is he was able to create, create that culture from that influencer to the influenced. Like, yes, that direction was not in what we'd call, you know, a moral or positive direction, but he was still an incredible leader because he created culture, right? I guess it depends. It, so there's a couple of conversations. It goes back to how we define the words that we use. Like, okay. how are you we going to – and that's a cultural – alignment or misalignment well. comes down to the context of the word mm-hmm. because you could say well what does that mean great leader are we tying morality into that are we mm-hmm. tying are we tying as a society what we say is good or isn't good mm-hmm. like a spartan culture that's why you don't argue the word culture you you have to argue the two words cultural alignment because a spartan cultural alignment we'll talk about the third right in which I've studied enough to, to at least articulate it in this capacity for, for what culture matters is. Um, but let's talk about Spartans. The Spartan culture, they did certain things at very young age, training and, and, and mentoring and developing their young adolescents through the medium of, 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 of training and their team meetings and through the, the, the symbolism and the stories they attached to how important that pride and that honor was in their society. And they would physically, you know, get rid of the children that had less of an advantage mm-hmm. to being successful in that, within that medium, yep. that medium of the, of fighting. So example, if the child had a, had an ailment physically, that would tell the a story, you know, uh, unconsciously or axiomatically to the Spartan leaders saying that this child is not going to be good for battle. So we're mm-hmm. going to kill him now. Wow. That util that, that, that those operations the 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 the, the company profile set them up to have a very very aligned uh, corporation at the time, mm-hmm. like, very strong army, mm-hmm. huge. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the morality that we would agree or disagree with upon today. So when yes. it comes to like, let's look at like the Third Reich. You have number one. You have a tremendous amount of internal conflict within the 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 german people in a sense of feeling of of a very very low level of self-respect at the time based on all of the social and uh imperialistic uh, 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 you know uh, things that were occurring they they just lost world war one they had a tremendous amount of um uh, reparations on their shoulders there's yeah. like, a, a tremendous they're doing very very poorly and here you have now a a a it's part of the culture puzzle an influencer who's able to speak at a very 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 high level which mm-hmm. the individual's story how they drive it through their word through their language and symbolism that they use through the medium he so, so so you take someone that's a great speaker who can tell a story use the language to in, in, inspire raise people up to believe things on the medium of the the podium with 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 the with the, with the radio. Yeah. Well, psychologically, we didn't know this. Well, neurologically, we didn't know this then. That in our brain, our amygdala turns off, and our limbic system 
well, that's in our limbic system, but our our our, our story brain lights up with a good story <laughs> if we're on a podium at a higher level of conversion than when we're not on a podium. That's Laban sociology. Uh-huh. And, and this is the reason why speakers speak from stage to sell. Wow. So, so, so when you're going to go into that conversation, we could be here for a couple hours, but let's just say <laughs> this. When an individual can tell a story, it's like half the, half the, half the, the prime ministers the last hundred years that went to Eton College in, in London that specializes in oratory, they became, you know, they, they were, they were prime minister, half the prime ministers went to Eton. They, they studied, you know, oratory. Um, when you have an individual that can speak, Napoleon can speak, Alex, and they have the medium, the medium's the message. Yeah. And, and, and they have the language. And, and when the times, you know, there's lots of invisible variables. So if we look at them, though, let's look at them. They had great uniform. Uh, they, the symbolism, the symbolism matched. Like if you look at an army, yeah, you don't see a general wearing the same uniform as the private. Well, uh-huh. yeah. It's like if you study any army, it's like you want to have a strong alignment in your company. The uniforms need to match the utility, mm-hmm. and the utility, when it's done enough, and then that person's able to now serve another below them to bring them up. They develop more meaning intrapsychically mm-hmm. and more meaning in the relationship, and it increases mm-hmm. the productivity, increases it. So, mm-hmm. if you're going to say about Adolf, yeah, there's, but there's lots of examples of individuals that follow what I call the culture puzzle. And um, they're able to create more productivity out of people that don't believe in themselves mm-hmm. and have less turnover. Mm-hmm. And whether it's for evil or it's for good, we can look at a lot of people that did a lot of good things. Yeah. Um, as well, not just yeah. not just individuals like that. We could look For at sure. companies like we talked about earlier. We talked about um, Quest, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Tom Billy. It was one of the first, first uh, or one of the only Fortune companies to go public without without no to hit a billion without going public. I'm, yeah. If you look at who he is as an individual, mm-hmm. he's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's committed his whole life to that business, not having even children, him and his wife, and they're every day. They they met they 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 they're the archetype of the of the of the of the Napoleon who led from the front, of the yeah. Alexander the Great who led from the front, the archetype of the leader in the sense of a leader you could to a specific character traits of like super, super high, 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 high thinking, future thinking, yeah. super committed more than anyone else to whatever they do. Yeah. And whatever it is that they expect others to do, they're already doing it to the 20th degree. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's integral. That's integral. You could break down Alexander the Great's army, 28,800 men, to like 16 hoplites. Mm-hmm. One guy in the front, one guy behind him, and then one guy all the way in the back, and then 13 dudes in the middle. So, they've, so, got, a, they've got a trickle down impact of their own personal culture. Like, Tom's. There you go. Tom's culture influences everyone he comes into contact with because his culture impacts the people he interacts with. Yes. So now let's take that, for example. And so you can understand what cultural architecture is and what I do behind the scenes of companies. Mm -hmm. That individual, until that is completely laid out in story, symbolism, language, and and so on, when that individual dies, the whole alignment dies. Mm -hmm. It's like a domino. Yep. But when the idea is there, the individual's inner... You can take the individual out of the equation. Yeah. Yep. 
And that is not an easy thing to pull off. That's why companies have to hire someone like me to help them do that. Mm -hmm. It isn't even an industry, actually, really. So would you would you um, say that's why like inverted that, PR? Is that why you'd say a lot of people have the assumption that Apple isn't what Apple used to be after Steve Jobs died? Yeah, like let's do like this. Why do a lot of families? Correct me if I, if you you know you believe mm -hmm. it. I'm off mm -hmm. on this. Mm -hmm. They have an individual that make they develop this huge wealth, and now their children aren't facing the adversity that they did. Yep. How could those children? I was actually watching Joe Rogan podcast with uh, that very famous comedian. Uh, forget his name. It'll come. Kevin something. Whatever. It'll come to me. Cool. And he was saying that what he had to face growing up, his children never will. So he got them in the car and drove way back home to show them, and they just couldn't yep. grasp it. Yep. And he couldn't resent them for that. Uh -huh. Those children, their their reality is being shaped mm -hmm. in a different environment that changes what stories, yep. language, symbolism, right? Different medium. Everything. So now if that occurs and the and the and the parent doesn't know what they don't know, the parent's just gonna resent the child. Yeah. And the so child true. is just gonna project on the parent. Yeah. And most families lose all their wealth over time. Mm -hmm. And so do countries and companies. So interesting. So basically, yeah, it's extreme and it's very powerful once you kind of understand these things. Uh, yeah. you can you can really it's you know it's it's this is why I have anxiety. I got to write <laughs> where the book came from. But um, so the answer is yes. That, that you asked me a question about that. I don't know. The trickle down. It's like trickle down economics, except it's culture instead of income. Humans. Yeah. yeah. Every things start true and then false. So you mentioned the culture puzzle. Actually. Um, 65 in 30 days of thought yeah mm -hmm. so the culture puzzle is going to come out next year as a book so awesome. they can just stay tuned to that i'm not supposed to talk about it but i guess i get excited um <laughs> 65 yeah because well, yeah it, remember the medium is a message it isn't yeah. written down like you know uh you just basically you're a heathen so um all right 65 <laughs> can't read minds to assume is to make an ass out of you and me the awareness of this reality Reality formulated perception suggests that I cannot read mine. All I have is my truth and the trust I may ascertain from others in times of quiet contemplation. I'm lying on my back, staring blankly into space with your face staring back in mine. The times we had and days we lost due to miscommunication plagued me like something foul. It is, in, it is moments like this when reflection and harsh contemplation remind me of why you'd say, don't assume, it only makes an ass out of you and me. I'm reminded of the times I spoke and didn't intend to listen. The arguments founded on my ignorance and lack of empathy for all those times. I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry. Sorry can never be enough, but it must still be said in turn for my behavior. I want to dive deep into a new course of action. That of listening to ask questions leads to all answers from within. After my mistakes, I have taken ownership and invested in 
self-knowledge of what must be. What must be is to listen, for I cannot read minds. Living life loosely and speeding to every next level caught me up in the throes of narcissisms by being present or listening whilst in the stew. The stew is defined as a melting pot of self-absorption, vanity, intoxication, and self-importance. Without realizing my wrongs, I pulled you and everyone into my vortex of selfishness. And only now do I realize I can't read minds. The hurt I cast on you, your friends and those around us makes me feel uncomfortable, but I must realize my woes if they are ever to not be in vain. From this I can and will learn to be a better man. And with that, I promise you that I know now and forever, I can't read minds. So the point of that is at an individual level, Mm-hmm. No one, you say you have a team of one more one more employee or one partner in your relationship, which mm-hmm. I recommend that probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. It's been proven. Anyway, so <laughs> you have one other person other than yourself. You know, they say two ears and one mouth for a reason, but let's go yep. deeper than that. You may be able to listen to them. However, if you're going to lead them, even in the now and past your death, past your existence, they can't read your mind no matter what. So if it's not written down, meaning your values, your, your beliefs, your purpose behind those beliefs, your goals, your vision, your mission, your values, which is your how, Simon Sinek says, start with why. Yep. Not enough. Yep. Your how is your values. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Simon, for starting the conversation. Let's end it. Yep. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Writing these things down helps people now read the words that you believe make up who you are and what this business is, which is really just a vision to a solution of a problem in your mind first before others. Mm-hmm. And the profit is just the margin between what it costs to solve the problem, what comes in. Mm -hmm. So the business is really just an idea that's in your head and no one can read your mind. Or the family is just a family that's inside your head that no one can read that's inside your mind. Or your friendship or whatever, whatever, the country, whatever. So you got to write it down. And in the process of writing it down, because we'll focus on the individual on this, right? Because we can go into all the groups and stuff and we're going to be because I can't shut it off. But It starts with Tom. When Tom gets clear, or Steve Jobs, gets clear on, hopefully prior to them not being around anymore. Yeah. Who they are, what their essence is. Whoever takes the role after them can continue carrying the baton. Yep. And what you see with companies is they don't. Yeah. And it dies with the founder. Because things start true and end false. Now, I would say that when I'm, <laughs> that's another podcast too, but even if you're, if the question comes down to this, are you going to have 80% turnover or 10%? Uh-huh. Are you going to have 500% productivity more than you have now or not? Mm-hmm. That's why they bring me in. That's why individuals invest in culturematterscourses.com to learn, raise their consciousness for what yeah. we provide. When it comes to culture, when it comes to cultivating your culture, when it comes to creating cultural lines, right? With these things. So 
I do not believe in this point in time in our society, in our world, anything could or should last forever. However, the question is, can you reduce the turnover by thousand percent mm-hmm. or more or even under? Can you increase the productivity? Mm-hmm. Because people need to believe in something. They need to be good and learn and get really good so they can teach others or else individuals want to kill themselves. Uh-huh. Period. So you've got to write it down. I think actually uh, things that are written down are of importance is one of these excerpts too. Did you get the book? I haven't got it yet. I go to Canada. I can't wait to see it. I get to Canada on the 2nd of of April and that's when I'm getting it. Yeah, you're in Hungary, right? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. It's a cool place, man. Oh, yeah. I'd love to go there. I got to travel more. You need to, man. That's the culture out of the irony of that. They need culture. The culture there. The culture here is fucking cool. Where is it? I should know this. There's so many. There's 90 in here. Mm. Yeah. The audio is probably going to be out. I don't want to put a date yet. I think we're start. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Miami. Next, this weekend to figure out the dates for the audiobook. Awesome. Probably, hopefully, June of 2019. So, like now, you know? Yep. So, if you had any advice, well, I'm sure you do. Um, but if there was someone listening who was in that situation where they just totally related to that story you told about Just Over Broke, and that seemed to be their life. What would you recommend they do to change that? Big question. (laughs) Well, so it's funny how we brought it back there. I love that. At the end of the day, how can you know what you're good at if you do not experiment with the world? Yep, 100%. How how can you... you cannot. You are not, you're you not just... genuinely curious. Mm. Yeah. You're now reading, for example, that you read a book or listen to a book not to memorize what the author has to say, because if everybody did that, no new books would be written. Yep. Now, this is the thing though. The book is not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. It's just a medium. This this video or this audio they're going to listen to is a medium. medium. The point is to have time in your day to think outside of your own box. And I will argue that in that experimentation that happens through this beautiful thing called your cortex with humans have that we haven't found any other cockroaches with it or dolphins or chimps with it. You'll be able to experience worlds that you don't have to actually live physically in Mm -hmm. and maybe start, maybe, just maybe, you'll have an idea of trying something new. And if you aren't so attached with your material circumstance, meaning what you're currently doing in your life, what people view you as, which has nothing to do with you, but all about them. Yeah. In the sense, and, and as soon as you attach energy to what they project onto you, now you actually own it. You accept that, yeah. You stop worrying about everyone else. 
let go, mm-hmm. be open, be curious. You have to be able to reflect on things. That's conversations with new people. That's doing new hobbies. That's doing new things. It doesn't matter where you are in your life physically, because wherever you go, you are in the sense of your head, your brain, and this mind that no one's been able to really define. No, no, nobody. Yeah. So, so it really is like, hey, man or lady, how much, how much time? Because <laughs> how much energy? How much energy is being S- uh, filtered through the habituation of you thinking yeah and 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 acting and now we you know that's where it starts like mm-hmm. are you experimenting with the world you're mm-hmm. you're not you feel like you're in a job that you load well my question you would be what are you doing to become so good at it because that job because the owner of the company the only reason they're the owner is because they have taken their energy their borrowed sunlight from the photosynthesis and the plants and the animals yeah and they put it into what learning how to do whatever it is that started that company yeah and they did it first and they did it longer yeah so if you aren't even getting really good at what you need to be good at to overcome yourself through that freaking product or that service or whatever it is, it's all irrelevant. Yeah. You really have no room to bitch. Yeah. That's so Now, cool. this is the thing. I, I am not a construction kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I tried to paint a wall once. I was fired. <laughs> However, culture matters in this endeavor and, and coaching corporations to a company culture and doing all these things has been a long, arduous road to build a path mm-hmm. that I have to believe in every single day when I wake up. I have to do the things I must do every day to make it successful. And if I was attached with how people viewed this idea or I was worried about all of my circumstances when I started it, having to risk yet again all of my stuff and all yeah. of my worth. Yep. You have to be able to sacrifice your net worth for your self-worth. All of my clients are always they are and they will always have more net worth than me. Mm-hmm. Because this job as a cultural architect. Yeah, means I have to invest all my time and energy having something that you cannot buy, which is wisdom. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you can't be a billionaire too. Absolutely. People have to de- detach the association between their self-worth and their net worth. And when you actually have self-worth through competence, you'll have competence and you'll ask for the money. And when I started asking for what I deserved based on my utility for other mm-hmm. people, then the money comes and now you have a business that isn't just in your head, but it's also on a PL. Yeah. You have to have both, but it starts with the freaking competency and competence. Yeah. So my answer to you would be someone's in a job and they feel like they're just over broke. Are they good at it? Mm. See, this is the thing with the influencer and the influenced. It's really about the habituation of being able to be open and curious and develop through learning new things and implementing it mm-hmm. wherever you go as a human. 
Yep. Because if you are able to do that and you persist, you'll become the influencer to an influence. Yep. If you're the influenced and you're in a corporate job and you have a boss that's supposed to be your influencer, but they're just you now, but tenured. Yep. This. Like they're just positionally there. It's just and they have tenure over you. Yep. And they suck. Yeah. And you're now going to resent them for sucking. Yeah. You're a victim. Yeah. You have decided to be a loser. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to admit that shit. Yep. So, and you're going to talk about culture. Listen, this is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. The educational system isn't set up to inculcate thought provocation, but inseed the, the 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 indoctrination of memorization. I don't know why that all rhymes, but yep, that's good. So stop memorizing and start thinking. Yep. When you think, execute. Mm-hmm. The better you are at stuff that helps other people, you can take your insecurity and make it useful. Yeah, fuck yeah. And if we didn't have insecurity, we wouldn't be humans because yep. we'd probably be like a zebra. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that would be my my answer if that answered it. That's good. Get good at set. Like, come on, like stop bitching and get yeah. good at it. Get work at least attempt to get good. Oh, here's a good example of this. Cardone talks about this all the time uh, mm-hmm. about how he was terrible at car sales. Yeah, and then he invested in the not you know a three thousand dollar at the time car training educational platform and got good at it. Yeah. And then he took his insecurity as a person, as a 26-year-old, mm-hmm. and he put it behind being good at sales. And he made a lot of money. Yeah. And then this is what happened. He outgrew the culture, mm-hmm. the alignment. He became the best dude. This is not what he says, but this is what I say. Yeah. He became the best guy in the dealership. His boss, which was just a loser, which was what he was before getting good, was just the tenured him yep. that condescended him that he yep. said, oh, forget you, I'll just do that by own. Mm-hmm. So he left and started a sales training company. And, and now look, and now look at success. Yep. Just like everybody. Yep. Fuck yeah, I like that. Internal conflict equals external creation. Uh-huh. So this is like a pattern. You know, I tell you, interviewing 134 people in the last year and change and, 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 and most of them being Titans in their industries. And it wasn't just like a 10 minute thing. It was, we drove miles with the camera crew to interview these people. And specifically there isn't a script. It's a, it's a very specific psychological conversation where I'm getting into the, the, the soul, their soul. I know their pain. I know their parents. I know their, their stuff. Yeah, it's psychological. It hurts me to swallow what they don't all know. They haven't known, and they aren't aware of. Wow. It. I have just realized the 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 the, the pattern of the human condition that no one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> they are just really good at something. Yeah. And until we are aware of our insecurity internally, we cannot overcome our childhood and create lasting meaning mm-hmm. in our lives through speaking through our pain, not for it. So and that's another podcast too. That's the other books comes out in September. It's called the liar. Lit. It's amazing. So, 
Yeah, you're just talking to a very fucked up individual. Yep. That's decided to take this deficit <laughs> and use it. Utilize it for useful. positive. Yeah, I love that, man. So I think the positivity more so happens in between the exchange uh-huh. of the raising of another individual's consciousness in some, in some fashion. But um, I think that answered your question. Yeah. There isn't one cool. person, the irony of, The irony of the parent is that if the parent doesn't teach the offspring, the parent metaphorically dies. Yep. After they literally die, meaning their genes die. They're they're done. Yep. So the irony is, you know, from their from their problem comes the solution to the child. Mm -hmm. I like that. So just quickly before I ask my last question, man, if people, <laughs> if, it's just if, true. If people want to follow you, which after hearing this, I'm sure they're just like, holy shit. <laughs> I want to get amongst some of these 1500 videos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Like I can just imagine you can just talk so competently on so many topics for so long. How can they get in touch with you? How can they follow you? What's the best way to do that? Jay Duran, J-A-Y-D-O-R-A-N, mm-hmm. Facebook personal, very active on there. Yep. YouTube, as you said, there's 1,500. We upload five videos a day. I highly would recommend going to Jay Duran YouTube and mm-hmm. going to playlists, culture conversation, full length, mm-hmm. and listen to the interviews of all these different – you won't even know. These are local millionaires in Philadelphia, New York, and India, and just listening to their stories, huge value. I'll put that. I'll put that link. I'll put the link for the playlist in the show notes as well. So they can yeah, because I'm. There. I want to be clear, and I'll tell you some more places. I started interviewing people, not as a marketing tool, although it's a great one. Yep. Yep. To become a better listener. Beautiful. Period. I love that. And it changed my entire being. So good. And it's another reason I don't jump off a fucking cliff every single day. Because humans are beautiful in Mm -hmm. our pain. Yep. There's beauty in our internal conflict Mm -hmm. that makes this thing literally go on, kids, and figuratively infinite. Yeah. So so just, you know, side note, right? The interviews that I've done, I highly recommend on Jay Duran. LinkedIn, very active. Instagram, yep. very active. It's all the same name. Mm-hmm. On culturematterscourses.com, we have education for personal Facebook, for the telephone, for internal psychology. So cultivating your culture. Epic. And the one for this idea stuff that we were talking about, the culture puzzle, is in the editing process. It'll be out probably in the next month or so. Awesome. I highly recommend people starting with YouTube and just following me on personal Facebook so then they can make a decision uh-huh. if they think what I have to say would benefit them at like in a more organized, streamlined training capacity mm-hmm. so that they make a decision based on serotonin and oxytocin, not dopamine. Like, oh, yep. 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are over, man. That's ridiculous. Yep. I don't want your crack. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So good. Oh, in the book. I didn't even say that. Yeah. 
On the book, Amazon. I'll put that link in as well. This is $20 on Amazon. It is more expensive than mine comp. That's why it's 20 bucks. <laughs> it's $2 more expensive. That's awesome. That's how I priced it. That's cool. Because we should all wake up in the morning and know that we were all outworked by a needle dictator. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So this for $20, you'll learn how to have your own thoughts and write 90 pieces of your own content and film 90 videos of your own truth. It reminds you to film a video. It's a $20 investment to film 90 pieces of content and write 90 pieces of content. 30 days of thought. And in the back, it says all the other books that are coming out in the next couple months here. Um, but that you can buy it and wow. check it out. But I would start with that. Epic, man. That's perfect. And for my very right last... Right to think. Right to think. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, right to, to think, right to develop okay. your thoughts, mm-hmm. listen to understand, speak to let go. Okay. That's nice. The very last question, just before I sign off, you've talked a lot about basically the idea that if it's not written down, it's not real. If someone, yeah. rec- if someone recognizes that there is an area in their life that they really, really, really want to get on top of and master, and they now understand that in order to do that, they need to write it down, where do they begin? What do they begin with? How do they begin writing down what they want their personal culture to be, what they want their life to be, and what they want their reality to be? Write down in two sentences, what, it, what do you believe mm-hmm. in general? What do you believe? What's the reason behind believing it? Mm-hmm. Like your purpose, write that down. Now, based on what you believe and your purpose, like of what, like why you believe that, right? Yep. yep. Write down what your goal is. Do this in a sentence, it's, you uh-huh. know, a sentence, a sentence, a sentence, and then write down what the world would look like if the goal was accomplished. That's your vision. That's so cool. And now how you're going to get there, like what you're going to do to get there, that's your mission. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, man. Start with Thanks. that. And then <laughs> your values are who you have to be to accomplish that. Yep. You, re- you realize <laughs> like most of my clients are very wealthy people who don't know that they are actually bullies because they believe they're victims and everyone's against them. Yeah. When they get a, a 15,000 page document based on the discovery I do, cause I follow them around for, for days and absorb everything. <laughs> and then they get this 15,000 word breakdown of how they're the opposite of what they actually believe. Yeah. Anyway, write it down. You realize that you could ask 10 people around you, hey, you know, what words would you say describe me? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to tell you a bunch of other words you didn't write down. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, hey, it's okay. We're all walking contradictions yep. or else we wouldn't need the opposite sex or someone else to raise a child. We'd probably uh-huh. just split them right out of our ass. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> So good.
guy running with that Chris Farley movie. I'm a motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah, I live in a van down by the river. Was, <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah, I have, yeah. I've been divorced thrice. Saturday Night Live. Maybe yeah. put the link in there so they understand what we're talking about. And they did it. I've been divorced thrice. <laughs> and I live in the van down by the river. <laughs> I am a motivational speaker. I think I could do that pretty good. You do. I, anyway, you got to see the video, guys. Fuck, man. Well, thank you so much. There was, uh, like, we could have spent three hours diving into <laughs> some of those. Hey, part one, two, you know. Yeah, tip of the iceberg. But thank you for your time, man. I know you're such a busy guy. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm super stoked for, for my audience to be able to hear, you know, your thoughts on culture and why it matters. So thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and I look forward to next time. Perfect, man. See ya. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Limitless Podcast. I hope you got so much value from this episode. And if you did, I would absolutely love if you could leave a rating and a review over on iTunes. Thank you guys so much. Have a limitless day.